Well, good morning, podcasters. Today's podcast is especially for fathers, and especially for those fathers with little children. You know, mine have grown up just a little bit. The youngest one I have is about eight years old. And so what I'm going to be talking about is something that I've dealt with myself, something I've dealt with with personal experience. And so I've got a lot of passion about it. But time is of the essence, so let's get to it. You are listening to the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I am Brandon Neely, and this is a part of my teaching ministry at Christ Church of Acadiana in southwest Louisiana. Our proverb for the day is Proverbs 19.18. Discipline your son, for while there is hope, do not set your heart on putting him to death. One more time, discipline your son, for while there is hope, or while there is still yet hope, and do not set your heart on putting him to death. There is a critical time in a child's life where discipline must be established. The discipline of the Lord, the paideia of the Lord, that oftentimes painful but not harmful correction, enforcement, and chastisement. You see, the standards of God must be enforced, and they must be enforced. They must be instructed while the wax is still warm, before it hardens and becomes impossible to have any impression put upon it. Young children must be taught, but then... After the instruction, after the teaching, there must be an enforcement of those very same standards in your household. You see, a man must learn to manage his household well. And this involves not only the instruction, but the discipline of his children. That very same discipline that the wise King Solomon is teaching us about here. When he says, discipline your son while there's still yet hope. Especially, we must especially discipline in that time of life that the proverb is referring to, while there is hope. You see, it's that early time of youth that a father must rise up in the name of the Lord, as head of the household, as king of his castle, and prove himself as a father. He must then instruct and enforce the standards of Christ, along with Christ's wisdom and Christ's fruit, which is self-control. Now, many are going to try and wiggle out of this, and I've heard this, and I'm sure I've said this as well myself, but many of us fathers try to wiggle out of this duty with platitudes. You know, you know, children are going to be children, but this is just a lame attempt at justifying not only the child's temper tantrum or deceit or disrespect or outright disobedience, but it's also a lame attempt at trying to justify our own passivity or laziness, or cowardice even. We must not evade duty, but rather, as courageous men, doing our duty as the agents of God, we must rush headlong into it, into our duty, and into the calling that Christ has for us, and that is to instruct and to discipline our children while there's still hope. And we've got to do this to be more specific. We need to do this when the children are young. When the soil is fresh and recently tilled and and not hardened by the sun and crowded out by the weeds. It's then that the shovel goes in deep and easy. And the Word of God is so easily implanted in that heart or in that soul of that one 
that child. One day, one day, this seed of the Word of God planted deep down in the, into the soil, one day that seed might bring out a great harvest of righteousness, but only if we strike while the iron is hot, only if we dig down deep while the soil is moist and recently tilled and fresh. If you don't seize this early time while there's still hope, you can be sure that sin is going to harden them. Like the sun would harden clay or harden soil, sin has a hardening effect. And then dad and mom, your accomplices. That's right. Find a young man rebellious and incorrigible to all authority, to the state or to his pastors or to his teachers. And of course, you know, he's going to be blamed, but very often you're going to find that behind all of that is an absentee father or a passive and cowardly father. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 12 says this. Listen carefully to this. This is one of the uh, perfect examples of this in the Old Testament. It says this, On that day I, that is the Lord, will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his household from the beginning to the end. What's that, what is it that the Lord has said he will do? Verse 13, And I declare to Eli that I am about to punish his household forever for the iniquity that he knew he knew about it because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. He didn't exercise control over them. He didn't manage his household well. He didn't raise them up in the instruction and the discipline of the Lord. He didn't strike while the iron was hot and impress upon them the laws of God and the authority of God on them while the wax was still warm. But he was lazy and passive and cowardly and as a result it brought down judgment on his own household. Another example. 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 5. Now Adonijah, the son of Haggith, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. You see that? No respect for authority. No submission. No sense of an identity within the larger body of Christ or within the town, but a sense of self-assertion. And what does it say? And he prepared for himself chariots and horsemen and fifty men to run before him. Verse 6. His father had never at any time displeased him by asking, Why have you done thus and so? See, his father never exercised that restraining force upon the will of the child. The father never told him that magical and very important word, No. See, in both of these biblical examples, we see a correlation between a father not seizing upon the opportunities of a child's youth to teach authority and respect. We see examples of fathers being absent and not applying the discipline of the Lord. And as a result, their sons had little or no respect for authority. The problem that these types of young men run into? Well, there, here's the problem. There are authorities out there, civil authorities and divine authorities. And they most certainly discipline. They will not let things just go. In both of these instances, in the instance of the First Kings passage and the First Samuel passage, it was God who finally had to tell them no. And His judgment was fierce. Oh, how much better it would have been if their fathers when they were little, when they were young, when the stakes weren't so high, when there was a family safety net, when they were in those earlier stages of development, oh, if they would not have simply disciplined them then. 
train up a child when he is young, put that, that straight rod right up next side of that sapling so that as it grows, it grows up straight in accord with the laws of God because when it is old, you're not going to be able to train it any longer. It's not so easily pliable and bendable. All, it can, all that can be done when they get older is break. As one old Puritan said, Satan begins with the infant in arms. Do we begin as early? Every vice and sin starts in the nursery. And every discipline of the Lord needs to start in the nursery as well. So establish authority in the dawn of light. In the dawn of life. Don't wait till lunchtime. Don't wait until it's too late. Authority in the nursery. You know, fearful is the difficulty when the child has become the early master. Wow. In other words, when your children boss you around with their pity parties, with their temper tantrums, with their pouting, with their screaming and their yelling, when your children boss you around and you aren't exhibiting authority, you should be scared. Deathly scared. Scared. Scared not for what was going to happen to you, but scared for what's going to happen to your child. Scared for your child when he grows old and comes under the authority of others, like the state, or a police officer, or his employer, or God himself. Dads, there's not a moment to be lost. Christ Church dads, anyone within the sound of my voice, dads, there is not a moment to be lost. Get up, rear up on your hind legs, and manage that household in the instruction and the discipline of the Lord. It's your duty. It's your calling. And do it while your children are pliable and young. And while you have young men's strength and energy. That's why God gives little children to young men. Because they have energy. They have zeal. They have passion. Channel that to raising up your children in the name of the Lord. One day, one day, you can be a bit more passive. And you can hand out a lot more candy, a lot more uh, sweets and hugs, but that's when you're going to be a grandfather, right? But put your time in now, or else you're going to lose that time too. Today is the day, dads. Enough is enough. Time to get mad at laziness. Time to get mad at passivity. Time to get mad at the sin that is in your household that is encouraging your children to disobey and to disrespect. The disobedience and the disrespect is not ultimately against you, but against the one who has commissioned you as father. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's time to go to war. War against sin. The sin that's infecting your household. Now, pastor, I want to. But it's so hard. And I'm unaccustomed to this. And I've waited so long. Well, let me just say this to you. With repentance, there is hope. The Father, Father God, can turn your household around in an instant. He can unleash a fire of revival in your home. But first, you've got to repent. You've got to, to spin into action. You've got to build the altar, stack up the sticks, prepare the ground. And pray to the Lord that he might send fire down on it. Let today be the day you begin. Do your part. Turn to the Lord. Confess your sins. Maybe you need to confess your sins to your own wife and children. But do your part. Turn to the Lord. And begin to say, if not for the first time, perhaps for the first time in a long time, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Until next time, listen. 
If the Lord has called you, and He has called you to this, He's going to equip you. And He's going to protect you. And He will bless you along the way. This has been another episode of the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I'm Brandon Neely. And if you'd like to access more resources or sermons or podcasts, check out the archives at sermonaudio.com. Just search Brandon Neely or We Are Christ Church. There's a lot of stuff there. Or you can take a look at iTunes. Search Brandon Neely. I have a few other podcasts that I'm working on out there. You might be able to access those as well. So, until next time, have a great day.